typical murderers. Some plan their crimes meticulously, while others kill on impulse. It's Jason Voorhees. Fred Krueger, mother. Fred Krueger! It's time, Michael. When there is no more room in hell. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. The dead. What's your favorite scary movie? We'll walk the earth. I'm a child. I am the eater of it's a waste of good suffering. They're coming to get you, Barbara. The boogeyman is real. And here. Here's Johnny. The blackest eyes. Every day. The devil's eyes. Don't fall asleep. It's got a death curse. The inadequate club is called to order here at Camp Blood Radio. I am your host with the least, Nathan Barker. And joining me is the Joe Gallo. Hello. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend, Joseph. I did. My son just kicked ass in a baseball game. Your son, yeah. I know you have like seven of them, but I don't need you to be specific because I don't. I don't. I don't really care. I'm just. I'm just. I know. Be okay. I didn't get specific. I can get. Okay. Ready for? I'm just kidding. All right. So. We're back on the saddle. A little bit of, a little bit of regularity here. This is, this is almost like a normal thing, again. Right? Oh, like two, like two weeks ago instead of you know half a year. Well, you know what? It was Memorial Day, Memorial Day week. There's shit going on. We've got to take time to celebrate. Celebrate and mourn. We have to mourn. Sorry, not sorry. However, we're back. <laughs> I said we would be back. We actually did a we did a, a a live last week, the Joe Gallo and I, which was the first time we've ever done said events. We were live. Mm-hmm. Did I think you enjoy yourself. I think it went pretty well. I think it went pretty well. Uh, we had a pretty good turnout of people. Uh, some good questions. Some good. Some good chiming ins of some peoples. And it was a good time. I think we're going to have to start doing that on the regular, right? It'd be fun. Maybe you do one show one week and a live the other. I don't know. Mm, you know, we'll figure it out. But people I got to like give a shout out. Faces. What? I said people like seeing our handsome faces, you know. Yeah, I don't think so. Anyways, <laughs> got to give a shout out to New England Coffee because I drink it and they're paying me for it. Try that blueberry cobbler. I'm telling you, you can't go wrong. Hit it up on the Amazons. You can buy like three bags of that shit for like $16. It's a, it's a win, win, win. It's a three pack Joe Gallo. You know, you like to get triple team now. Trace, trace three packs for our Spanish listeners. Yes, that would be correct. (laughs) So a little bit of catching up from last week, a couple shout outs. Not a not a big response from the last episode. Little chit chat about the fall of camp blood. Not that I really expected there to be a whole lot said about that. No haters. Just not a whole lot of really anything. I mean, with all the the fan film dick writers out there, I kind of expected there to be a little more chatter. But it was it was kind of like this show, Joe Gallo. Boring. Yeah, no one gave a fuck. Mm, not really anyone. No. But, but, uh, 
let's see, where, where do we start here? Got a list of shout outs since there's not really anything to say about the fall of camp blood and, and not, I don't know, we called it a review, but it really wasn't because we didn't want to give too many spoilers. So we just kind of gave it our, I guess, endorsement, our stamp of adequacy, if you will. Adequacy I think, indeed. I think that's, uh, I think that's fitting our stamp of adequacy. That's a good, that's a good term for us. But where do we start here? All right. Shout out to Kevin Miller. Uh, I know we, you know, I feel like we just talk about Kevin all the time and, and, and I'll be honest, he, he's not even that cool of a guy. I don't know why he gets mentioned as much as he does, but um, we did talk about his new show, Cars, etc., Coffee, Horror, whatever it is that it's called, whatever the stupid name is that I told him he needed to change. But anyways, uh, and I did not know this because he didn't tell me. So normally I don't, I don't, I don't listen to, to fucking shows, very few, if something maybe catches my interest, which isn't a whole lot because I'm too busy playing video games like a fucking loser all the time. But I did check out a couple of his and they were just as boring as the rest of the shows out there. Hell, his his is probably more boring than ours. I know that that's really hard to imagine because this one's fucking terrible. He's extra relevant because of the fact he puts Excedra in his name so he can pop up any fucking where he wants. Can do whatever he wants just because of that disclaimer. But he did give us quite the shout out. And matter of fact, he even had Camp Blood Radio in the title of his episode. Um, it was just a quick little, quick little episode. Um, I'm sure like most things in his life are quick anyway, but, uh, he did, he did have some, he did have quite a few pleasantries to say about us, myself and the Joe Gallo included. And, uh, if you have 20 minutes to waste of your life, go check it out. Um, he's got a number of episodes up, but obviously he's new in the game. He did tell me that this was just earlier today. He was like, yeah, since you guys aired your last episode, my numbers like really spiked. And he said, I don't know that it was because of the shout out from you, but they were pretty straight across the board for the most part. And then all of a sudden, boom. So I don't know if some of our listeners kind of trailed over to his boredom. I'm not sure, but if you did, we appreciate it. We got to help each other out in the uh in the podcast world so i know he appreciates that he actually asked me if i wanted to come on and talk some shit i said sure let's figure it out so we can have all sorts of etc 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 to talk about so i'll post a link to a link to that when i know a little bit more we've got to line up our schedules so i don't know maybe within the next week or two something like that so um but on on his last episode, he did mention how we were making fun of his name and everything, and I and how it really is in good nature. I mean, obviously we don't we don't take this shit too serious. I mean, look, Camp Blood Radio for fuck's sakes! How stupid of a name is that? I think it's great. Okay, thirteen gallows. Thirteen gallows lane. How fucking dumb is that? Same difference. Well, it's sure it's sure the fuck better than Gallo goes to hell. <laughs> like. Yeah, it is. But and I'll be honest with you, the only. I, I would change the name to of Camp Blood Radio, but I inherited all this shit, and I don't know how to do website design and, and how to manipulate all the website shit and change domain names and this, that, and the fucking third. I don't know how to do all that. So I literally had to just find something that, that was close enough and stick with that because I'm a big, stupid idiot on the internet, right? That's true. Yeah. 
Otherwise, do you think this would be called Camp Blood Radio? No, it would probably be called the Inadequate Club, or <laughs> or something, or something equally as stupid. Oh, we could, you know, there you go. We'll do a side podcast, the Inadequate Podcast, where we'll just focus on Wiener Talk. Exactly. We've got the Breakfast Club. Why can't we have the Inadequate Club? I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. Kevin says all the good names are taken, and I call bullshit. Kevin Miller bullshit the inadequate club right there and you know what i think we're gonna file a patent on that because i don't want any of the nine people out there to be taking our fucking idea now right the inadequate um posse right whatever i hope i hope kevin miller enjoyed uh his nine new listeners yeah (laughs) i don't know how many it was but um yeah i hope i hope our our nine listeners um brought you some enjoyment so anyways, yeah, anyways, uh, horror, coffee, et cetera, cars, whatever it's called this week. Uh, he definitely needs to step up his game. He doesn't have Instagram, doesn't have Facebook. Um, I think he's got the Twitters, but yeah, you need to step your game up, Kevin. But anyways, it's all good in the hood, homie. So shout out to Kevin Miller. We appreciate that. Be on the lookout. I'll chit chat with him soon. We'll post a link. Um, Oh, you know what, Joe Gallo? What's that? Shout out to the lovely Jeanette at the Blairstown Museum. You know why, Joe Gallo? Why? Jeanette expressed her gratitude for the the good the good words that we had to say in the last episode about her. So she was very appreciative of our support and the support for the Blairstown Museum the Friday the 13th exhibit and all that good shit over the, over the years, she appreciates CBR. Mm-hmm. So she wanted me to tell you, thank you. Oh, whew. you're welcome. Jeanette. Thank you. But Jeanette, I, you know, Jeanette is just absolutely wonderful. I think that she might be the best Friday, the 13th museum owner in all of the, in all of the world and all of the land. Well, shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if if that's possible, I think that she she takes the top honors for the best Friday the Thirteenth Museum owner. Well, congratulations, Jeanette! You get the stamp of inadequacy. <laughs> Speaking of stamps of inadequacy, Jeanette actually is now the proud owner of a Camp Blood Radio show shirt. So look out, America! Oh wait, really? Yes, yes. Jeanette might be the first person to have a shirt with the alternate logo on it. I don't even have one of those. And I know you don't because you're a clown. I have the old one. That's not even old yet. Right. It's technically not. So she might be, she might be the only one that has this one. So I am, I'm looking forward to seeing some Camp Blood Radio representation in Blairstown at the museum and wherever else she decides to represent Camp Blood Radio. We know, we know from past practices that Jeanette likes to hang out at the nude beach. Yeah, I was just about to say, I'm like some Camp Blood Radio rep at the nude beach, but I, I mean, don't fucking wear it. <laughs> well, I don't know that you're going to get the stamp of, of adequacy with camp blood radio at a nude beach, but I will say this. She invited me to the nude beach. Joe, Joe Gallo. Do you believe that? Well, I feel bad for her. (laughs) I said, Jeanette, do you, 
do you think that this is a joke? Do you think that do you think that that would be a good idea? Do do I really want everyone on the beach to be pointing and laughing at me the entire time? <laughs> that would be traumatizing. We could go together. We we could be the stamp of inadequacy together. In I no mean. Way. If I were to get that Tommy Lee Wiener implant that I've been talking about, I would be doing the helicopter all over the nude beach. I'm dead serious. I would be showing everybody it would be a spectacle. But until that happens, I'm going to have to decline all nude beach invitations, whether it's from Jeanette, whether it's from anyone else for that matter. Thank you, but no thank you. That is not Nikki anything. Banks? Well, I, I was going to say that, but <clears throat> I mean – I haven't heard back from any of my correspondents from Nikki Ben still, still fingers crossed a glimmer of hope since she did like a, did like, like something on Twitter the other day on the, on the old Twitters. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm, it is what it is with her. Have uh, you tried the Camp Blood radio classic? The classic? Yeah. The bomb threats. Oh no, no. Because she doesn't have like a, I don't think she has like a headquarters. I don't think she has a place that I can call a bomb threat because I probably would. I'm not going to lie, but um, <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they always say, don't meet your hero. They always say that Joe Gallo, you've heard that, right? Is that's why we've never met. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where it's probably just better off that the invitation's not extended from, from that particular Nikki. But unfortunately, I had to I had to decline with Jeanette. I told her, I said, nobody, nobody wants to see that. I mean, I get that it's a spectacle all in itself because of of the inadequacy situation. But I've had enough. I've had enough stress in my day. I'm good. I don't need to be the uh, I don't need to be that dude that's getting pointed and laughed at. I get that. I get that on a regular basis as it is without dropping trout in nude beach. Right. Right. I mean, I get that at the grocery store. Just say, hey, look at this fucking retard. I just get that anyway. Uh, I was thinking of you pantsless at a grocery store. And I'm like, why? Okay, Nathan, why are you pantsless, man? But whatever, I got it. Well, well, if I was walking through my local food mart, I would definitely stay away from the frozen food section because that's that's going to that's gonna shrink away whatever whatever little tidbit that was noticeable or was visible would be immediately gone. So uh, you'd have to call the ambulance to get it back. Apparently something like that. So, but yeah, Jeanette, Jeanette was appreciative of, of our, um, our pleasantries. So be on the lookout. I told her, I said, Jeanette, you better take a good picture with that shirt. Now that you, the nine listeners out there, and we've got listeners that have been to Blairstown. We've got listeners that have worn camp blood radio shirts to Blairstown. I got pictures to prove it now. So I said, you better represent that shirt and represent the show adequately you feel me I do. and then and then she was like oh are you gonna send me some of those stickers that you were talking about too and i was like jeanette you you little perv you, you <laughs> i said you are you are naughty you are a naughty filthy young lady and then I said, sure, how many do you want? How many stickers do you <laughs> I want? Say, I was going to say, you better send those fucking stickers. <laughs> so I may have sent her a, a couple of stickers too. So uh, also Jeanette, ha- speaking of Jeanette, she had a birthday this, this, uh, this last week. But I'm not going to say how old she is. 
I'm not going to do that. She's older than I am. She's older than, than us. But she's not old enough to draw Social Security yet. But she's not far from it either. So Damn. Brutal. She's getting up there, yes. So shout out to Jeanette. You know, we, we got love for the Blairstown Museum. We got love for, for, uh, for those that help us keep Friday alive. And you, and you know Jeanette in real life too, so. I do. She's a sweetheart. I enjoy visiting her when I go to Blairstown. Well, in one of these days, the Joe Gallo and I are going to visit Blairstown simultaneously. That'll be interesting. Oh, it's going to be a sticker fest. Oh, yeah, and it, we can dock, too. At the nude beach. See, now if we did that, if, you know, maybe the both of us at one point can make a modest PP. Well, like I said, if if I can get that Tommy Lee wiener implant thingy i'm i'm all about it but other than that you can you can count me out for that so all right what else oh we got a couple other shout outs here i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna call this uh some fan mail shout outs we got a couple of those uh let's see which one do we start with here so we got uh let's see hang on here are they all drunk Dan? And you're just picking No. Uh, drunk Dan's actually drunk Dan's actually been kind of quiet lately. I don't know if he's on the wagon or what his deal is. If he's not drinking, getting sauced up on the pine cone water every day like he used to at fucking three o'clock in the morning, leaving fucking dumb shit. Uh, he sends stupid them to fucking me. voicemails. Yeah, well, he doesn't to me. So anyways, uh let's see. We'll start here since I missed these on the last episode, but shout out to Jake Thomas. Jake writes in, he says, hey, Jason Heads and Drunk Uncles, I just wanted to say I'm a CNA of three years, been working COVID units and taking care of people's grandmas and grandpas and working rehab patients, and I'm also a professional ass wiper as well. Same. Same. Same as the Joe Gallo. Good for you, Jacob. He goes on. He says, I listened to y'all's show, and yes, I said y'all. I'm originally from Knoxville, Tennessee, so I'm like a cousin of Drunk Uncle. I laugh all the time about Drunk Uncle's comments about Meth Head Ted because I had an ex who had been friends with a lot of Meth Head Ted's, and we would call them Tina Heads if they were Meth Heads in the gay community. Okay. <laughs> well, it is, pri- it is Pride Month, right? Or Pride, whatever it is for the gays this month, Joe Gallo. Yes, what, what, is it? what is it that you your, your people call this? Pride Month. Your, your Pride Month. month. So yeah, perfect, perfect timing there, Jake Thomas. <clears throat> he goes, he continues on. He says, anyways, I listen to the show all night while I work third shifts. I'm on my feet 12 hours, 45 hours a week. And I've also met Kane Hodder, but I agree with you guys on several points about him. Oh, and then he, and then he just continues on a bunch of incoherent babbling that I'm not going to read the rest of it, but Jake Thomas, I appreciate you. That's it's a coincidence too, because I have also met Kane Hunter. So, so, and you can't make this shit up. So, it, it, this was my response to Jacob. I said, Jake, you are such a sweet young man. Thank you for your kind words. It is good to hear that there is someone out there listening besides the faithful eight listeners or loyal seven or whatever it is I've called those clowns before. I hear that it reminds people of those they grew up with a lot. Stay tuned. And then I and then I put like four cucumber emoji things after that. No, that's that's unheard of for you, <laughs> right? Because no, nobody ever does that. No, not at all. 
Oh, and and here's here's another really good one. This one this one is really good. I don't know who this dude even is. Never even heard his fucking name before. Not that that matters because I haven't heard of Jacob before. Sorry, Jacob. Um, I don't even. I'm not really sure how to pronounce this dude's name. Cole Bauman Boffman. I don't know. He messages in. He says, "Hey man, I don't know how big y'all are," which right there threw me off. Uh, anyways, <laughs> hey man, I don't know how big y'all are, so this may come across as insulting. So if so, my bad. But I have friends of mine that tell me I should do a podcast because of my humor and my voice. I have a southern accent, so I don't know if that fits with what y'all do, but I def know my Jason shit and would love to make an appearance if you ever need a guest. No, we don't. <laughs> Pass. He knows his shit, though, Nathan. Well, I bet old Cole Bauman there is a Kane Hodder fan. No, he sounds like he sounds like one of them Kane Hodder fans that likes Kane Hodder because he was the best Jason because he was Jason four times. True. Sorry, Cole. No, thanks. But to answer your question of I don't know how big y'all are. You fucked up. Well, <laughs> you obviously have never listened to Camp Blood Radio, sir. Big is not in this vocabulary. We do not get the stamp of adequacy, Cole Bauman. What's wrong with you? Big. <laughs> that's that's the kind of stuff that, that I get, Joe Gallo. That's what I have to have to deal with is those types of things. Then you add your little fucking friend Dan Johnson in the mix and just whatever. Yeah. So anyway, there's a little fan mail for this week. Oh, also, I received a message from Brian Ward. Brian Ward is the producer behind the door the the dork. Uh, I would say that too, wouldn't I? The Dark Horror and History Convention. All right. Not the Dork Horror. The Dark Horror and History Convention. This show has been going on for about four or five years now. It's in Champaign, Illinois. Illinois. I said that on purpose. But anyways, I actually was a guest at his show back in 2018 with, uh, with Ari Lehman and First Jason did a first Jason show there. <clears throat> it was a good time. But anyways, he reached out and basically said, Hey, would you like to come back as a guest represent camp blood radio? Blah, 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 blah. I said, yeah, why don't, why don't you let me know what you have in mind? And we'll talk about it. It's coming up in mid August. So for those of you that might be around champagne or, just plan on going to the dark horror and history convention. There's a good possibility that I will be there. Not actually a good possibility. There is an absolute possibility that I will be there regardless if I am there in the capacity as a guest or something like that. However you want to call that. That makes me sound like I'm important or like I'm cool. And we both, we both uh, know that that is certainly not true. Correct. But I'm going to tell you why I'm going to be there, Joe Gallo. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there because one of the guests is Jason London. Well, Jeremy London's going to be there, too. 
But do you know who that is, Joe Gallo? Nope. Well, <clears throat> we all know that everyone who tunes in is a movie fan, correct? Correct. And for those that do not recognize that name, get ready for this. Because Mr. London was Randall Pink Floyd in Dazed and Confused. Oh, shit. You know the famous quarterback? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Love the shit out of some Dazed and Confused, one of my favorite movies. And I am going just, well, before I, I had gotten this message from, from Brian, I was already going to this show just because of that right there because he doesn't make a ton of appearances and I have to get a, a, uh, an, I have to get me some sort of, I don't know, I was Googling fucking Dazed and Confused prints and all kinds of stuff earlier. Something something like a still shot from the movie that I could get signed, not just the the regular poster or whatever, but an actual decent still shot print. So I am extremely looking forward to this. Well, I'm happy for you. And another fun fun fact for those of you who are Sean Clark dick riders. I say that jokingly. Sean's a Sean's a great dude. Sean Clark, Malfunk Sean, Horrors Hallowed Grounds, not sure what else. The list goes on. Sean is now the owner as of recently. So in Days of Confused, when they're standing outside of the Emporium and they're standing there with Matthew McConaughey and that that famous Emporium entry scene. Mm -hmm. So Randy Floyd has the belt buckle that's also a bull. And in that scene, he like removes his belt buckle and sm and smokes out of it. I don't know if you remember that part or not. I mean, you're an infant, so you probably never even seen Days of Confused. I've seen it, but when I was an infant, so I don't remember shit. Well, you've been missing out because it's one of the greatest movies of all time, period, for a number of reasons. So Sean Clark now owns I that. I watch it again just for you. And you should. Sean Clark now owns that belt buckle bowl. For all you weed smokers out there, uh, not that there's any any marijuana users that would ever listen to Camp Blood Radio or any Friday the Thirteenth fans that would ever indulge in any married Joannas. Of course not. No. Of course, of course not. Yeah, of course not. So, anyways, very excited about that. Really looking forward to it. <clears throat> if you're a Days and Confused fan and you also attend conventions you know how big of an autograph signing that is because he doesn't do a lot of shit. And matter of fact, most of the the cast from that film, I mean, you got Ben Affleck in that movie. You had Joey Lauren Adams, um, Parker Posey. But if you go back and look how many of the, I mean, I know, I know uh, Joey, Joey does a couple convention appearances every now and again but she's even a rarity, but all of them people went on to do other shit and they don't really hit the convention circuit. So this is, this is a big deal. If you're a days and confused autograph seeker or collector, whatever. So really looking forward to that for obvious reasons, Joe Gallo. When is it again? 
It is the, it's middle of August. It's the weekend of August 20th. So whatever, wherever the 20th is, that may be the Friday or maybe the Sunday. I'm not sure, but it is whatever weekend August 20th is. It's in Champaign, Illinois, the home of University of Illinois, Fighting Illini. For you sports fans out there. So there's, there's not a ton on the guest lineup. It's a it's a pretty new show. There's a lot of a lot there going on, and 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 I'll probably just have Brian come on and and talk a little bit about it anyway, on another episode coming up, or if I can find out what my if I'm just going to end up going to get an autograph or if I'm actually going to be there as a guest for whatever reason, um, I'll talk a little bit more about that later when I get some details. Brian hasn't messaged me back from this morning, so otherwise I I'd I'd have more information on it right now. So, um, but there's, there's a lot there with the true crime stuff and not just horror film stuff, but there's, there's some focus elsewhere. So there's a, there's an Instagram, Facebook page. You can just, just go search dark horror and history con. You'll see it. So anyways, enough about that. Or I'm going to have to go excuse myself talking about days and confused because it gets me all excited. Joe Gallo. Definitely does. Well, that's one of those movies. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of when it actually came out. I mean, I was I was like in junior high watching this movie, but it came out a couple of years prior. But I can remember being in like seventh, seventh grade, sixth, seventh, eighth grade back in the mid '90s, and watching this movie. And of course, it's portraying high school in 1976. So it came out in '93. 93. I was going to say 94, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I was 11 when the movie came out, but I would have been like, say 12, 13, 14 when I really, it was like a big deal on Friday nights, Saturday nights, you go over, you know, somebody has friends over and, and that was one of the movies that, that would be played that and dumb and dumber and Friday were like the three fucking movies that we watched every weekend. Well, after we were watching the movies that we weren't supposed to be watching, you know what I mean? Those penthouse movies. <laughs> the penthouse movies. Mm-hmm. Naughty, mm. naughty boy. No, the uh the the Pamela Anderson and the Anna Nicole Smith Playboy VHSs. Yeah. Oh, man, those were the days. Like I like all my friends, big brothers would have those under their beds and seeking them. Oh yeah. They had like the black cover on them. I remember mm-hmm. those very, very vividly. There was they're, they're very, very, very quality. Those were very quality films. Very the production value was magnificent. So oh, I believe it. But yeah, that movie I've seen I don't know how many times. I mean, it's it's one of my favorites. It's a cult classic. Uh, but yeah, I was I was. Probably, I mean, when it was in its its prime per se was was back in our day for those of you in the the mid to late nineties. So, anyways, enough about days and confused, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about something that I felt that we needed to address this week. There was a recent article on ScreenRant.com, and I'm just gonna call it like it is. There's a lot of fucking bullshit on ScreenRant.com. Sorry, not sorry. <clears throat> That's just my opinion. I see a lot of dumb dumb shit on there. That's a very valid opinion. Yeah. So anyways, the, the title of this article is why 
Halloween's reboot trilogy has killed Friday the 13th. Okay. <laughs> that caught my eye for obvious reasons. And I'm, I don't even know who the fuck wrote this garbage. Jesse, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. It's something ski. I don't know what all the other jumbled fucking letters. I don't know how to pronounce that. So we're just going to call you Jesse. So Jesse just spews off about a whole bunch of fucking dumb shit in this article. <clears throat> Pull up the article for yourself, Joe Gallo, so we can touch on a couple things here. So anyways, so I know we've said this before, and I'm just going to remind people. The Michael Myers diehards are a bunch of fucking dildos. I don't know how else to describe they it. They really are. Would you like to? It's I don't know how else to describe that. Would you like to take a stab at it? I mean, if we're talking, I don't know what we're talking about. We're, I mean, we're talking about like cosplayers and people who like their movies. They're fucking tedious. They're annoying. And they think just because we can't, he came before Friday the 13th that he's the, uh, the greatest of all time and they can lick my ass. The reason that they even made Halloween 2 to begin with was to contend with all the slashers. They weren't going to make another one. Well, I am a... I would say... I, I don't know how to even... How to even classify between the two, but the the go hards, the try hards, <clears throat> we say the die hards. I don't know, but the Halloween people that are just way over the fucking top, they're just a bunch of fucking dildos. If anyone knows what I mean, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, they're, they're always just, there, just like screaming and yelling about the movie. Don't get me wrong, I love Halloween and Michael Myers, but Jason's my boy. But like. Uh, you, you can't you can't argue with these people. They're very strong. They're very over the top. Just a bunch of fucking clowns, plain and simple. So, super critical, <clears throat> very serious. They're just fucking annoying. So, this article, Mister Jesse article here, is what's that? I have the article. We've read it anyway, but just since so you have a handy, but. Mr. Jesse, the author here, is clearly a fucking Michael Myers dildo. Clearly. Because all he does is just bash Friday the 13th right up the fucking rectum. Yeah, I mean, his first, like the first beginning sentence of this, can I read it? Just a small one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, you know, the title, Why Halloween Reboot Trilogy Has Killed Friday the 13th. By resurrecting a more frightening version of Michael Myers, the Halloween reboot trilogy has made Friday the 13th more redundant than ever. Okay, dude. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. Well, it sounds like a bunch of fucking horse apples. Right. That's right here. He even admits he's a fanboy. He says, as a faith follower, as a faith follower of the original, like, okay, calm down. We all know, as Friday the 13th fans, what Friday the 13th originally did, and that is following the footsteps of Halloween, correct? Definitely. 
We get that. We fully understand that. <clears throat> so, is it okay to be a fan of one and not the other? Absolutely. Absolutely. However, from his point of view, he's basically saying that there, there's no place no place left in the horror genre for Jason Voorhees. So let's see. He, <clears throat> I'm going to read a couple of the things that he put in here. So, and it's all just a bunch of fucking babble anyway, but he says that the Halloween reboot trilogy has put the final nail in the Friday the 13th coffin by proving that Michael Myers is a more captivating and capable slasher villain than Jason Voorhees could ever be. He says, while Friday tried its hand at its own reboot in 2009 by combining elements from the first three Friday films into one story, the reception to a modern Jason Voorhees was almost laughable in comparison to Halloween's recent success. Uh, he's saying that that was obviously a failure and Friday the 13th can't just copy Halloween and its successful reboot formula yet again. Well, first of all, Friday the 13th, 2009 followed Rob Zombie's 07 Halloween and 09 Halloween. And those have mixed emotions, correct? Would you agree? Right. But the, the reboot itself, uh, Friday the 13th, 2009, was a success. Financially, it was a success. For sure. They made, what, it cost $19 million to make, and they made $91 million, So it, the lawsuit that spanked us. Friday 09 has its haters, but all the Fridays have its haters. I fucking hate a chunk of the Friday films. But 2009, I would deem that as a success, especially when you compare it to, say, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I mean, come on. That movie was just a fucking dumpster fire. But I don't, this dude isn't really, he's not referring necessarily to that. He's referring to obviously Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills. Obviously, we have Halloween Ends coming up later this year. But he's, he's just going on to simply say, and he doesn't get real specific, but he, he just, you can tell that he's a diehard uh, Myers dildo. And he does mention the lawsuit and basically saying that that's irrelevant. And, and, and for what he's saying, it, the lawsuit is, is irrelevant. This dude's just simply saying, oh, because of Halloween's new trilogy and Friday the 13th basically being dead in the water right now, and he's just saying that fan films are the only, basically the only hope at this point of keeping Jason Voorhees relevant. Not wrong, I guess. Well, I mean, until there's another film announcement in the works, he's not wrong about that. I don't think there's really any argument about that. But he's he's just he's highlighting here saying that uh Michael Myers has reclaimed the title for more creative and intense kills. Um, the shape move, moves effortlessly from house to house, painfully dispatching each resident, using fireman's tools, fluorescent light bulbs, stairway railings, uh, as far as in kill shots. 
um, saying that this puts Michael on top. Well, you're the Mr. Jesse here is basically just comparing. He's comparing the the most recent Halloween trilogy to something that doesn't exist. He's comparing it to Friday to a new Friday the Thirteenth film that does not even exist. That's the way that I read this. I, that's the way that I interpret this. You're basically talking shit over something that doesn't even exist right now. So how is it fair to say that Halloween has put the nails in the coffin of Friday the 13th when there's nothing to compare it to since 2009? Well, a lot of people would argue that Rob Zombie fucking put the nails in Halloween. That's true. Because there. I don't know. There's there's a lot of Rob Zombie's dick riders out there. I get that. And how anyone can like 09, I have no idea because that's just a fucking terrible film, period. I liked it. <laughs> you would too. But I just... Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. And he's also saying the campground setting has been executed better in other recent horror films like Fear Street 1978 and Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. For Jason to return now, he'd have to repeat the copycatted slasher formula of the Friday the 13th franchise by retreading elements that are already being superbly executed elsewhere. It may have worked in 1980, but it won't work in 2022. Well, that doesn't make sense because Fear Street is a <clears throat> fucking movie, and it would make it would make perfect sense um, for it to come out now and use that setting. Well, we got to back the train up here because other than the stupid fucking part eight of Jason takes a boat ride and fucking stupid space, Jason bullshit, Jason X. <clears throat> Those aren't the traditional Friday films, such as slashing people at camp crystal Lake. Correct. Correct. So and Freddy versus Jason obviously is a different monster, but outside of that, what is Friday the 13th? It's fucking killing at camp crystal. Crystal Lake. I say fucking killing, but that should technically be separated. It's fucking and killing at Camp Crystal Lake. Wink, wink. Fucking and then killing. And maybe some Mary Joannas. Yeah. So <clears throat> you're basically saying that what we know as elements of a Friday the 13th movie are just dead in the water. They're over with, right? No one cares about camp, campy slashers, um, Camp Crystal Lake, the campground setting. I mean, that's what fucking Friday is. So I just really don't understand, other than he just has a, 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 a little boner for fucking Michael Myers. And he sounds like a Halloween dildo. It sounds like he 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 hundred percent is a Halloween dildo. Some of the way he just talks is kind of just a, comes off like a like a dick. <clears throat> it it's almost like he he doesn't really understand what the premise of Friday the Thirteenth was. You're you're saying that all of this stuff is no longer no longer watchable would would no longer be successful, but it was successful in how many films prior. So people obviously want to watch that. I don't give a shit if we haven't had one since 2009. I don't fucking care. That's irrelevant. 
Well, he was also saying like, like when he was saying like, you know, it doesn't work in 2022 yet. Fear Street just came out last year and it worked. So I, I just don't, I don't understand what he means. Well, I've never seen that anyway, and I don't have any intention on watching it, but the bottom line is everybody loves campy type slasher films. It doesn't really matter what the exact setting is per se. It's still going to be similar to Friday the 13th. You have your, you have your setting and there's a killer and people fucking die. Right. And I mean, slashers have been making a big fucking comeback. Look at Mo Halloween is back. Scream is back. Chucky's back. They just made a hatchet. Like, okay. Well, let me ask you this. So first of all, I will admit because I like the new Halloween films. So I'm, I admittedly say that there were some good kill shots in there, like with the, uh, the fireman's tools and the fluorescent light. Yes. We had some stabbings. That's, that's traditional Halloween stuff. You expect to see that. But if I were going to be a dickhead over this, like he's being, then I would, I would just, we could just make fun of all that and say, Oh, well, you couldn't think of anything better to use than a fucking steak knife. Right. What an idiot. You fucking big, stupid idiots. <clears throat> now Friday the 13th has had some other Jason has been an opportunist and has used items besides a machete to kill people. But in 2009, yeah, I, there's been a number of things, but in 2009 it was it was kind of grassroots. So, but that's what Friday the 13th is. Now could Jason stab somebody with a fluorescent light bulb shard yeah i think he could right yeah i mean we 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 when when chewy i mean think about chewy that that could have been very similar right yes chewy's death in 09 i mean but we also have yeah yeah, out there in the beat off shed when chewy was out there in the in in daddy's beat off shed yeah, definitely. That could just, I could see Jason, you know, reaching up and pulling a light bulb down and doing the same fucking thing. Absolutely. Now, 2009 and 2022, there's a big difference there also. So look at Halloween. And now, granted, we're talking about Rob Zombie, so it's a, it's, it's a different monster here. But there was not a lot of variation in the deaths in Rob Zombie's films. I'm trying to think they were all pretty traditional. Would you say that? Oh yeah. Like what? Super, super over-dramatized stabs and a couple head stomps and squeezes here. Yeah. But I mean, nothing outside of what would be deemed as routine for Halloween films. Right. So of course, fast forward 2018, up to now, I mean, yeah, we're we're probably going to see variations of things. But the thing that I am just having my having trouble deciphering through this this uh, babble is just it feels like he's comparing 2018 and up to something that just doesn't exist right now. So I cannot give the stamp of adequacy to Mr. Jesse in his stupid fucking Halloween article here. Right. I mean, think about it. when horror anchor, whoever the fuck announces a new Friday movie, it's going to break the horror community. They're going to be so excited. So 
and you then you know it it'll probably blow up in theaters at this point as long as it's not a piece of dog shit well <clears throat> i think as long as they stay away from the mortal combat type kills that we've seen in like jason rising that was just fucking dumb and some of the other fan films that tried to step outside the box a little bit like don't overdo it don't overdo it halloween didn't overdo it by any means think about that think about that yeah. but some of the speaking of the fan films because this dude does mention that and we do have a shit ton of them as we know they just fucking multiply we get it but some of the stuff that we see in them and i'm going to use jason rising as an example if no one has seen it sorry spoiler alert it's been out for quite a while <clears throat> sorry not sorry but there there's what i call the mortal combat predator type kill with ripping the spine out and i know you know what i'm talking about because you're a jason rising dick rider and you probably fucking beat off to it i have and that's my business <laughs> out in daddy's beat off shed uh-huh <laughs> with a still shot from jason rising just 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 fucking chafing the shit out of yourself too yeah, just going to, just going to just town going to town so Jason Rising had enough bullshit in it as it is, but you add stuff like that. If they were to take those elements out of some of the fan films, and, and I'm trying to think. Now, I haven't watched all the fan films because I already know that a lot of them just fucking suck a bag of you-know-whats. Winkies. Uh, yes, absolutely. So I'm not going to waste my time even watching them. But some of some of the ones that have gotten a little more attention <clears throat> than others, there's some there's some over the top shit that we don't need to see in a real Friday the Thirteenth movie. Fan films, whatever, knock yourselves the fuck out. But ain't nobody trying to see that in the new shit. So I call bullshit, Mister Jesse. Yeah. Bullshit. And if you want to check it out, <clears throat> screenrant.com was published at the end of May. So pretty recent. But I guess we shall see if Mr. Jesse is right whenever we get another another damn Friday film, Joe. Yeah, that would be great. You know, I hope they start with like a like a camp, like a Jason was a legend to start from there. Don't don't go from any previous movie. Just it happened. No specifics. I don't know. We can speculate all we want at this point, but I just don't think it's fair to to put Halloween on a pedestal when you're essentially just comparing it to one film back in 2009. I mean, it's just not. Unless you're a super Michael Myers dildo dick rider, whatever you want to call the the Michael Myers blowhards. Okay. I mean, I, that's that's all. That's basically what I take from it is just a bunch of fucking babble, and you're just talking shit. Is all it is. Right. Where's I Michael mean, I, Myers' video again? Well, I mean. The Mega Friday fans, we could go back and talk shit about the Halloween trilogy. I mean, we could talk shit about Laurie Strode being a wannabe fucking Sarah Connor. And we could go that route. 
I mean, there's a lot of things that I could I could take a big fucking steamer all over fucking Halloween if I wanted to. I mean, we got four, five, six to shit on, and then then resurrection. So. Oh my god, yeah. So don't get us started, Mister Jesse. <clears throat> but no, I mean, I'm a fan of the new Halloween trilogy, but I just don't agree with what this fucking clown has to say. So. All right, enough about that. Go check out the article and see what you think. But like I said, I don't I don't think it's a fair I don't think it's a fair shot or a fair stab if Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth, I don't give a shit if they haven't had a film since two thousand nine. I don't really care. It's Friday the thirteenth is like is like Burt Reynolds' mustache. It's still the king. Amen. All right. You got anything else, Joe Gallo? Because I'm about done talking to you there, little boy. We just got to make sure that they make one soon, though, so Michael Myers doesn't fucking pass Jason and kills. That will piss me off. Well, at the rate that they're going, that's probably going to happen. But that doesn't mean that you can't play catch-up. I mean, you're you're used to being short, Joe Gallo, so you should be used to that by now. In many ways, Nathan, in many ways. All right, you know the drill. Please rate, review, subscribe, like. Post, share, blah, 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 whatever you want to call it. Shirts on T Public, shirts on Etsy, unless. Or Mark Tefner and that other guy, can't remember his fucking name. Evil lurks in the mind of a bad man. This is the end, friend. Your suffering will be legendary even in hell. What the fuck? I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Candyman. Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. <laughs> that is better. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Some strange idea entertainment.